Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Listeners, hello, welcome to Ah, that's so funny. That just made the dog jump. Listeners, hello. Is that better for you, Ridley? A bit more soothing. How are you all? Welcome to Homo Sapiens Extra. As you can imagine, I'm doing what any self-respecting British person would do on a midsummer's day. I'm sitting in front of a roaring fire because it's absolutely freezing in this house. I don't know what's happened, but I'm freezing cold, so I've had to put the fire on. How are you all doing? Are you enjoying the summer as much as I am? If you follow my illustrious co-host Alan Cumming on Instagram, you'll see he'd been raising merry hell, i.e. having lots of fun in Adelaide. So that's been fun to watch. I've I've been rather enjoying life this side of... um, What's the ocean between England and Australia? There's probably a few. So I've lit the fire because it's freezing cold. I'm having a curry tonight, so I've put that in the oven from cook do you know cook the food place i think it's rather good they make food but it's healthy and they freeze it and then you can cook it from frozen well i hope you can because that's what i'm doing chicken tikka masala and i'm gonna have it with brown rice because i'm that virtuous kind of person um no white rice for me i didn't even know if it's better for you we'll be getting to more food talk in culture club later on because we'll be doing a whole thing on what you lot are eating which is always where i get to be quite honest where i get all my ideas about what i'm going to eat for the week What's been going on in the Sweeney household? Well, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you will know that it's been an eventful week in the Sweeney household because I have been nothing short of under attack, under siege this week from some very, very hyperactive crows. So there I am lying in bed at 4.30 in the morning, minding my own business as one does when one is lying in bed. And I hear a banging downstairs. Now, I'm an anxious sort at the best of times, so obviously I think it's someone trying to break in. But it sounds like someone banging on the glass of the window or the or of the front door at 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, burglars, they tend not to knock before they come in. So I was like, what the hell is that? Anyway, so I get up to investigate. And I looked out the window and I could see something going on outside the front door, but I didn't know what it was. So I toddle along the hall and I have a look down at the front door. There is a crow the size of me, maybe not quite that big, pecking its beak against the glass and flying at the window as hard as it can. When I walked downstairs, it disappeared. But then for days after day after day, it kept coming back 
So I threw it out to you listeners. I put it on Instagram to ask you what you thought. Well, not only are you wise, beautiful people, your ornithology, is that the right word? Your ornithology knowledge is unparalleled. So what's going on apparently is it's roundabout nesting, egg hatching time for crows. So if they see anything that looks like danger near their nest, they attack it. When they see themselves in their own reflection, don't want to call them stupid, but when they see themselves in a reflection, they attack that. So my windows being glass, like most people's in the world, are a prime candidate to be attacked by a crow, or by several crows, that seem to have nests in the bushes in my garden. So I fielded lots of different opinions about what I should do, including cover your windows, get an owl, get a fake owl, get a scarecrow, can't find any scarecrows online, FYI, get these things that are like silver twiddly things. So I got them all and they're now hanging up around the front door and the window. And I'm hoping that this is going to see the crow off. But I've had to paper over my windows because also, by the way, they can absolutely smash the window with their beaks because they're really strong. So I'm going to see if that helps and hopefully will solve Crowgate for me. Because you see, I went away for a couple of days because I've come back to England and I went, then I went to London to see people because that's what you do when you've been away for six months. You go and see all your friends. It was a whistle-stop tour, I tell you. So I haven't been around. So hopefully overnight tonight, as I climb into bed with uh, freshly taped up windows, I'll be able to reap the fruits of my, my labour and more importantly, listeners, your labour for telling me exactly what to do and how to solve it. Now, question for you all that I shall answer myself. What is Homo sapiens extra? <laughs> well, thank you for asking because Homo sapiens extra is nothing other than the part of the Homo sapiens podcast, which is all about you wonderful listeners. We read your emails here on Homo Sapiens Extra where we get your reactions to different topics that have come up in previous episodes. We do a bit of LGBTQ plus news. We do Topic of the Week where we discuss a relevant topic to the queer community. And we do Culture Club where we talk about what you guys have been listening to and watching and reading and eating. And today on Topic of the Week, we are going to be discussing a topic that actually lots of you wrote in and asked for. I would never have guessed this would be a topic that you'd want to talk about, but Honestly, if there was a unifying thread in anything that you guys wrote in about, it was this. The effects of lockdown on your love life. Did lockdown ruin your love life? Are you nervous about going back out into the dating world again? <laughs> I mean, dating's hard no matter what. But after we've all been a little bit out of practice, what's it going to be like for you all? I think it's really interesting. And we've had so many lovely emails and messages from you all. So we'll be getting right into that. What did you think of our interview with Travis Alabanza last week? Travis is pure joy. We had a lovely little chat on Instagram, actually, um, after that. And um, we're going to hang out. We're going to hang out. I'm going to go to um, see Travis in Bristol. If you didn't hear it, you can go and listen to it on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, I cannot tell you how much we love it when you guys give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast. So please, if you're sitting there, listener, and I'm talking to you, thinking, what should I be doing right now as I listen to Chris's dulcet tones? I'm saying, have a go. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Click Homo Sabians. Click review and type, type your thoughts. Type your real talk thoughts about what you think of 
this here podcast, then what we'll be doing is we will be giving away a t-shirt to our favourite review on Apple Podcasts. If you are not the lucky winner of a t-shirt, then there is always another way you can get some of our wonderful merch. We have some lovely Homo Sapiens t-shirts and sweatshirts that you guys can buy. They're brilliant. I wear them all the time. I literally wear nothing else. All proceeds will be going to the Albert Kennedy Trust. So if you want to get yourself one, either review us on Apple Podcasts or go to everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens, where you will be able to get anything you like in any size you like. And final bit of housekeeping, listeners, it's the British Podcast Award and we're in the running for the Listener's Choice Awards. But we can't win unless you wonderful people vote for us. So I beg of you to vote. Please go to www.britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. Select Homo Sapiens. Make us into the, hmm, what would you call it? Uh, the winners we deserve to be. How does that sound? Let's do it. Now, first up, let's go do some messages. Firstly, a lot of you, well, some of you, were concerned about the lacklustre welcome home I got from Ridley, who is currently snoring on my lap from returning home from six months in Australia. So I, I have to say, I cannot thank you enough for support at this difficult time. Emma on Instagram wrote, great episode. Ridley is lovely, but you did... That's my timer for my curry. Let's go and investigate, see how it's cooking. Um, yes, Ridley, sorry. I do have a occasion you have to move. I know. I know. Emma on Instagram wrote, Great episode. Ridley is lovely, but you did deserve more of a hero's welcome. Perhaps there's some making up to do. Quite right, Emma. If anyone would like to be mediating this love story between me and my dog, please make yourself known. Lena said Ridley was probably just too overcome with an emotion to, to squeak. Well, thank you, Lena. I thank you for your support. I'm inclined to agree. Now I'm just going to check on my curry. Oh, it looks great. Needs a stir, though. If ever you're cooking something from Frozen, I can highly recommend just giving a little stir halfway through. I'm full of uh, really high-level culinary tips like that, listeners, honestly. There she is. Cooking beautifully. You see, my husband's away tonight. So um, I'm going to do what my mum always did. My, whenever my dad was away, my mother would have a chili con carne. That was always the thing, because he didn't like chili con carne. So I'm having a cook chicken tikka masala while my husband's away. He actually likes chicken tikka masala, but not so keen on a ready meal. But it sort of feels like a little bit of rebellion. Anyway, walk back into the room. And of course, I've been out my seat for how many seconds? Who's stolen my seat? My little doggy. Ridley, let's share, shall we? Yes, my friend. Had lots of messages about Crowgate as well. Now, Crowgate being the highly documented, previously mentioned attack of the crows. You all came to so much help with your lovely messages. Joe Malone said, They knock on our Velox roof, which makes more sense than a side window like yours, which indicates more creepy self-awareness. Thank you, Joe. That's terrifying. Grunfarge uh, said it could just be that it sees its own reflection. If you put a picture of an owl in the window, it might stop. There were two people who suggested that. I love this knowledge. I went one better. Bought a plastic owl, which is designed to scare off birds. I'll show a picture of it. 
It looks pretty scary. I think it's going to do the job. Darling Darling said, So bizarre, a viewing of Hitchcock's The Birds may give you the answers or make matters worse. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to watch um, Hitchcock's The Birds after this. It's all a bit too close to home. I feel like I want to watch um, something soothing and pleasing. Well, what I really mean is Gogglebox, don't I? Uh, new email. Susie Blankhorn from a place called Northern Bakery loved the interview we did with Paris Lees last month. They said, wow. Paris Lee's episode touched a nerve for me. I have no experience anything like the difficulties she did as a child, but as a queer woman, we all do experience feelings similar to those you talked about. Not feeling included or accepted, having to really fight for the normal things in life. I now have so much to be thankful for, but it's okay for us to feel a little sad for our younger selves and give ourselves a big hug. Thank you for your wonderful podcast, Such Caring Friendly Voices. Oh, thanks, Susie. That's a really nice... um, very nice message and i think i completely agree it's okay for us to feel a little sad for our younger selves and give ourselves a big hug and i think that at the time because it's all a bit confusing you don't give yourself any sympathy well i didn't anyway when i was sort of realizing i was gay and it was all a bit like okay and other people aren't seeming to be gay around me i don't really think i could talk to anyone about this and it was all a bit frightening and you sort of go into like survival mode and I think that you don't allow yourself to ever acknowledge that it was actually really tough and I think it's really nice to it's just it's not really like a thing it's just to sort of allow yourself to be like yeah that was hard and I think it's always had a really good effect on me when I've allowed myself to do that to be like yeah that was shit and um sorry what's catching my eye as I'm talking to you is I don't know if anyone else who lives in a couple or a throuple or whatever um, you see fit lives with another person. Let's say that doesn't have to be dating them, just lives with them. You have these silent wars about certain things, maybe even unspoken about certain things in your home, don't you? And mine and my husband's is about the position of this chair that I look at to my right. For some reason, it sits at the end of like um, next to the sofa and next to an armchair it's a wooden chair and it's in between the two i know my husband very well so he's quite keen on practicalities and he obviously thinks this chair is in charge of the flow of traffic in the sitting room in which i'm sitting so he pushes it right up against the coffee table i.e no one would ever be able to sit at it and i said to him the other week i said william what's going on with this chair because do you not want it to be where it is? Because every time I move it, you move it back. He was like, I don't touch the chair. I said, well, I'm not moving it and we don't have a poltergeist. Yes, we have a crow issue, but at time of print, I'm not sure we have a poltergeist issue. He said, well, I haven't touched it. I said, okay, well, I'm going to put it back here. Are you all right with it being there? He said, absolutely. Never had a problem with where it is. Here I am merrily chatting away to you. I look over, he's moved that bloody chair again. He's moved it. It's back right up against the coffee table. You wouldn't be able to sit on it. Lucky he's away. Away from my domestic bliss to email. There is a first time for everything on Homo sapiens. And I have to say, it is an absolute delight. We Can you hear that? That was a crow. They're getting ready. Gearing up for tonight's assail, what, assail? assault attack. Um, we love hearing from you in any way, whether that could be an, a DM on Instagram, an email, hello at com, or a voice note that you send us. The wonderful Andreas has sent us 
Our first ever poem. Andreas was so moved by our chat with Beth Ditto that he has written us a poem. The email said, Hello there, hope you had a lovely week. Chris, here you will find the little piece of poetic prose about my memories and the impact Beth Ditto had in my life. Thank you for keeping us such wonderful company. Best Andreas. Now, this wonderful poem, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop it on social media. Remember that stuff? So go to at homo sapiens on Instagram and I'll post it on our stories and you can all read it in all its glory. Thank you so much for that poem, Andreas. Listeners, we love hearing from you in whatever creative medium you choose. Interpretive dance may be a challenge, but you know what? That's why they invented TikTok. So please do keep sharing. We love, love hearing from you. It's hello at homo sapiens podcast.com. It's at homo sapiens in Instagram and it's at homo sapiens podcast on Facebook. Now we've got an agony uncle question, which is actually quite pertinent to today's topic of the week. So I'm going to read it. Um, what I'm going to do first, actually, is I'm going to go and turn off my curry because I'm realising it's going to burn. And I want to take my time with giving this answer all the due attention it deserves. Oh, yes, timer, I know. I'm actually one step ahead of you, dear. I'm already at... I'm already on it. I'm already all over this. No need to remind me. Oh, plastic microphone cable hitting the oven might melt. Can anyone still hear me? Curry's looking great. Happy days. Oven going off. Shall be eating soon. So, this message is from uh, someone who obviously re- remains anonymous, but um, someone who identifies as a man, as far as I'm concerned, identifies as a gay man, as far as I'm concerned. So, I'll read you the message. Hi. So, this is about dating after lockdown, and it's kind of embarrassing for me. So, here I go, anyway. First things first, can I pause you there and say, I am so in awe of anyone who can do something like write that message and say this is really embarrassing but I'm going to do it anyway I think it is to be honest for me it's been the route to happiness of being able to do anything that I find embarrassing and actually sharing that because you know what the secret is it's not embarrassing in the end and by being honest about being embarrassed you end up in a good place anyway um we haven't even got to the question yet I am 22 and I've never been with anyone or dated anyone because I was so confused when I was younger and there weren't many opportunities for me to meet guys in the LGBTQ plus community in sixth form. So I waited till uni. Just when I was getting the confidence to start dating, COVID hit. And I haven't worked up the confidence for online dating. What would your advice be for someone like me who is starting dating late and knows nothing of how to meet people? Well, first things first, I'm going to say there's a plane going over. I'm trying to give some crucial advice. I wish the people at RAF Bryce Norton could um, be a little more considerate of the scheduling of their Hercules Spitfire planes or whatever they're called. First things first, listener who writes in, it's crucial to me to say that it's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing at all, any element of what you've written here. And, you know, you say, I'm 22 and I've never been with anyone or dated anyone because I was so confused when I was younger and there weren't many opportunities for me to meet guys in the LGBTQ plus community in sixth form. Well, Ryan O'Connell, who came on the podcast a few weeks back, was talking about this, saying that he didn't really date at all till a little bit later. And 
I think that's incredibly common and actually not something I had thought about all that much as being something that is incredibly common. Uh, Although I kind of then was like, yeah, because one thing that's really odd about being a teenager, I don't know if it's the same now. When I was younger, when everybody was sort of 13, 14, 15, 16, starting to date people and all those kind of adolescent things begin to wake up and happen... As a young queer person, you are in this weird airlock where you can't do any of that stuff. I personally became this sort of weird passenger in other people's relationships for couples. So like a, like a straight couple, would, I would be friends with one of them, you know, the boyfriend or the girlfriend. And, they would, and I would hang around with them a lot, which was actually really sad when I look back at it because I, I think I was really lonely and I didn't. You know, but a nice couple would say, "Oh, why don't you come with us? We're going to go to the cinema or whatever." But what I'm saying is, you are not able to date in a way that straight people are able to. So everything happens a little bit later for you. I didn't meet my first boyfriend till I was 24. I didn't come out till I was 19, and this is someone I knew I was gay from the age of 13. You're saying that you didn't even know, you know, and you were confused. By the way, being confused isn't a failure. Being confused is part of the process for you. And I think that isn't wasted time. It was time as you were settling into something that is incredibly nuanced and personal. And I think the world is waking up to that now. That it's very individual. Your sexuality, your sexual identity, your gender identity is incredibly personal to many people. And if you're 22... I really don't think that's that late. One, because it starts a bit later for queer people, but also because you're 22. And when I was 22, I'd never had a boyfriend. I'd had weird dalliances with people at university. Yeah, and and I didn't know what I was doing and it wasn't enjoyable stuff, you know. So I met my first boyfriend when I was 24, so that's two years older than you are now. You're saying, what, what would your advice be for someone like me who's starting to date late? Well, I would say first thing, is bearing in mind all I've just said, you're not starting to date late, you're dating. And no one ever knows how to get it right, even up until the day we all die. So it's very simple. I think you've got to be yourself. You've got to do it at your own speed. And as my sister's friend Miranda always used to say, which I love, is don't take the crumbs. So if somebody is nice to you and treats you with love or not love, one step at a time Chris if someone treats you with some respect and treats you well then give them your time and if they don't 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 take the crumbs of people treating you badly because it will never end well I think there's further complexities on top of that because a lot of people for me when I was dating would make it complicated by they would try and treat you meanly in order to make you like them or they would overthink it so they would say they liked me when they didn't or would say they didn't like me when they did all of that stuff happens all the time I think it's really important to not be one of those people so in your in the way that you're doing stuff like be very straightforward so people say that you like them if you do don't say that you like them if you don't that's quite hard work actually but be consistent in that sense and how to meet people was the second part of your question there's loads of different ways you know you've got to find the one that's right for you 
you could download a dating app or if I think it's really nice to do something. So join a walking club, join a club where it sort of takes the onus off it being about dating, but you might meet people. So join a local LGBT group like on Meetup, that website, and there's lots of other places where you can find places to meet up. You know, if we ever end up doing something in person for Homo sapiens, maybe you'll come along to that and we can all meet up with other listeners. You might find love. But, you know, I think it's important to find the thing that's right for you out of that little list I just gave you of like online dating apps, meeting up with people, doing it through friends and not punishing yourself should you feel that any of those in the list do not work. And the other final thing I would say on this is patience is a virtue. I think we are all very used to wanting it now and we want it all and we want it now. And it is rare that life works out like that. And I can tell by the lovely tone of your message that you're a lovely person who absolutely deserves all the love you wish to find and you will find it. And it's a case of like you're coming to terms with what you kind of want out of dating and that will blossom as you move forwards. And I wish you all the best of luck. Also, please, God, keep us keep us posted on how it goes. Anyone looking for more Agony Uncle Delights, please write to us hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Send us your questions, we will answer them, and I truly can tell you it will remain anonymous. Now it's time for a bit of LGBTQ plus news. Very exciting news. Carl Nassib has become the first sort of working NFL player to come out as gay. Nassib, 28, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders, made the announcement in a video posted on his Instagram account where he said, just wanted to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life, the best family, friends and a job a guy could ask for. I'm a pretty private person, so I hope that you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. But until then, I'm going to do my best to cultivate a culture that's accepting and compassionate. Nassib also said he was donating £100,000 to the Trevor Project, a suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. No openly gay player has played a regular season game in the NFL before. Now, the NFL, as far as I know, is the National Football League in America. It's the big one, people. In a statement, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodall added, The NFL family is proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. We share his hope that someday soon statements like his will no longer be newsworthy as we march towards full equality for the LGBTQ plus community. Well, that is delightful and I'm so pleased that Carl felt he was safe and able to come out and we welcome him with loving arms to the LGBTQ plus community and beyond. He'll probably be dating, he might already be dating. Well, wonder what he thinks about dating after lockdown. Let's find out because it's topic of the week time. The question is, did lockdown ruin your love life? Let us begin with the results from our main poll. We asked you listeners, did lockdown ruin your love life? 37% of you said yes. Lockdown did ruin your love life. 63% of you said no, lockdown didn't ruin my love life. I'm quite interested by those numbers. So 37% of you. 
Let's go to some voice notes because we've had some very conflicting and brilliant voice notes. Let's hear from Rory. Lockdown ruined my emotional love life with my partner, but it's also saved my love life in a way. Um, I split up with my partner of seven years in February this year, and it was an emotional time. Essentially, it took away all the things that we used to cover up the cracks. So the holidays, travel, seeing friends, eating out, uh, and it basically put two personality types that in theory should complement each other into a space where it became very clear that they didn't. And I began to lose my sense of self-worth, my sense of purpose, uh, and began to believe that I wasn't good enough. But when we split up, it forced me to confront that. And it has been a journey, but I've realised that the love life that lockdown has saved was the love for myself. And I'm learning to love myself again. Rory, what a what a special thing to say. I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because... Like you say, when you strip away all that stuff, you do see things in a different light and you do start to see the cracks more easily. I think that change is always very interesting for relationships because change tests uh, status quos and dynamics between people and I think sometimes change can be really unwelcome but actually can bring about the best stuff ever and it, and it sounds like for you Rory that this did in the end provoke something kind of positive for you which I imagine was really really hard as well but actually provoked something positive and I'm pleased that and thank you for letting us know that. Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Miles, on the other hand, though, he's been in touch. Me and my boyfriend have been together since 2013. And I think lockdown had a positive effect on our love life in that sense, because we've got to spend so much more time together. We got a cat, which was lovely, got bikes, started doing new things. Uh, I think it just gave us that time to reconnect and see each other's work lives as well. And that side, you've got to see the other sides of people. So um, it was quite, yeah, quite the opposite. Didn't ruin it, made it better. You got a cat. We didn't get a cat, but I did get a bike, just like you said. Did I ride it much? No. I thought it was really nice to see my husband's work life as well. And we got to see each other, little bits of each other more and more throughout the day. So we'd kind of like come in as the other one was going to make some lunch or whatever. And like, it was actually really harmonious. And I definitely think brought us closer together as a relationship 
there were really nice moments. And if we remember how frightening the beginning of coronavirus was, to go through that with someone and come out the other side is quite a special thing. Also, in my mind, is that like it wasn't like that for a lot of people. A lot of people listening lost loved ones and, you know, it's it's it was an incredibly tough time really hard for so many people and then we got this from an anonymous an anonymous listener funny the things that trip you up isn't it um the lockdown has been a real time of introspection and growth for me i've built a more honest and loving relationship with myself and came out as non-binary i've had a chance to explore my gender in the safety of my home under the loving gaze of my trans partner who also started his hrt this year it's been a brilliantly happy time in our relationship as i found a more authentic connection to myself and as he's more comfortable with himself we are able to connect with each other in more open and exciting ways the more i fall in love with myself the more i am able to receive his love this is such a lovely message to get because a lot of our trans guests that we spoke to over the past few months have spoken about how they have really enjoyed being able to dress exactly how they want during lockdown. And this listener speaking about being able to experiment with their non-binary identity to explore their gender in the safety of their own home without having to go out into the world and live it and have to come up against all of that before you know exactly where you're at is a really interesting and beautiful byproduct of what was such a crazy, crazy thing to happen to the world. Here's a question for you all that we asked you. Did you date virtually during lockdown? Fascinatingly, only 18% of you said yes, that you dated virtually during lockdown. 82% of you did not date virtually. So Bianca did virtually date during lockdown. She said, I went on two dates during the pandemic, my probably last ever straight date during the first lockdown in Montreal, and my first lesbian date when the public health measures were slowly relaxing. I love this. So straight for lockdown one, gay for lockdown two. I know it's not that simple and I'm being silly. But um, I love it nonetheless. My first one was a distance restaurant date. He had sausage and mash. I had a sauté. What's a sauté? We talked for seven hours, but he ghosted me the next day. <gasps> no. Second date, we went to a museum zoo with masks and a two metre distance. Was amazing, but I found it hard. Yeah, because those kind of things, they're passion killers, aren't they? Let's be honest. Do you know what else is a passion killer? Being ghosted. How could this person do that to you? They were you had sausage and mash, you had a sauté, talked for seven hours. Why are people so funny? I don't understand it. Why can't people be I know there's no answer to this question, by the way. Why can't people be polite and respectful? I find the dating thing I find it really hard how something about apps that makes people seem like they're not real. And they're just things that can be disposed of. And we need to learn a language about just saying something isn't right for you in a way that doesn't upset anybody. So my sister always has this great piece of advice, which she says is a really nice way to let someone down after a date where it doesn't feel like it's right for you. She says that you should always say, I had such a lovely time, but for me, it wasn't a romance, which I think is a really good, simple way of doing it. 
Now, Jackie did date virtually. So this is Jackie. So my experience of dating during the pandemic is that having met someone pre-pandemic and making plans to meet in, say, Europe or somewhere else around the world. This person lives in Switzerland, which is why we need to meet abroad and not in somewhere in China. Um, that option's now unavailable because um, he has no way of coming to China or if I leave China, then I'm faced with very long um, quarantine rules, which my job just basically wouldn't allow. So it's just keep chatting online with him until maybe at some point the borders will open for either of us or that quarantine rules lift and that I'm able to travel without having a, um, an impact on my work. God, so that's interesting. So you meet just before lockdown and then you have this prolonged distance that you can't do anything about. Very interesting. And I wonder how you've been able to keep that of interest. And I wonder as we sort of move towards some semblance of things lifting, how it's interesting that you'll be in a situation with your relationship where perhaps it's kind of quite advanced yet you've only met a few times properly i actually found facetime when i was away in australia i don't know it's different because i was talking to people i knew really well but i did find that it made it much much easier to maintain relationships facetime and all of that was really useful well you know what jackie it might make the heart grow extra fonder because i think that being apart is such a kind of such a weird aphrodisiac I mean, I'm looking for a silver lining here and it must be really tough. It must be really, really tough. Then we asked you, have you heard of lockdown being good for a relationship? 60% of you said yes. 40% of you said no. Finn got in touch. He voted no, saying it's not been good. I was in a relationship during lockdown and it ended during lockdown. So I think it wasn't good for our relationship because... We either spent too much time apart or too much time together. There was no in between. We couldn't do the things we really wanted to do and our normal lives were sort of broken up. So when we were together, it wasn't like a um, a stress-free environment because we were coming together at times when we could, when the government changed its rules or whatever. So it became a bit of a chore. So it wasn't good for me. Well, Finn, I'm sorry to hear that. When you, I was talking to someone someone about this the other day actually, when you are only have short brief periods of time with people, prescribed periods of time, it can make those moments kind of too full of expectation and you kind of want those moments to be perfect as a couple. And actually that's when things go really badly. Anything that's full of expectation, I don't think it's great. The best parties, the best times, the best dates, the best anything I've ever had in my life has been the impromptu stuff where we've just gone... Let's just do this. So in lockdown and all those restrictions on when you could see each other, I imagine must have been really, really hard. Lenny also voted no. Hi, homo sapiens. Lenny here. So in my circle of friends, I have witnessed two breakups where the main cause has been lockdown or the reality of being stuck together in one apartment. Then again, maybe these relationships wouldn't have lasted anyway and lockdown just made the irreconcilable differences surface faster. 
Also, another friend shared that their partner has suffered from depression because of lockdown, and this has been hard on their relationship as well. As for myself, I have been single for a few years and I'm so very glad to have gotten out of an unhealthy relationship before the pandemic hit. My heart goes out to anyone struggling in a toxic relationship, especially during lockdown. Lots of love to you from Finland. Yes, well, the effect of the pandemic and the stress of, you know, close family members being really ill, people not having any work, like all these things can lead to so many difficulties like you're describing, like depression and having to deal with that as a couple can be an insurmountable strain. Plus, if somebody is going through something like depression, sometimes it's great to have your partner there, but sometimes maybe it's not the right time to have a partner. It completely depends on the person. I'm just thinking out loud about how the pandemic wasn't just about people being isolated and not being able to see each other. All these other factors puts all this enormous strain and so many relationships must have buckled under that. And it's a real shame. But then, like you're saying, maybe these weren't right already. The truth is, you don't know unless it hadn't happened. And sometimes that can be a positive outcome, sometimes not. Frank wrote to us and said, Frankie even, wrote to us and said, yes, they have heard of lockdown being good for a relationship. I was thinking of two people in my life, one of my best friends and my cousin. My friend is expecting and my cousin has had their baby and that has brought them closer to their partners. Although it's obviously been a stressful time and it hasn't been easy, it's wonderful to see both of them start families. In terms of non-romantic relationships, I think it's helped people, me included, to be more honest when they're not having good days and become better at communication, which I think brings people closer together. That's so lovely, Frankie. But also, I'm really interested that you say that it helped people and yourself become more honest when they're not having good days and becoming better at communication. And it brings people closer together because I have found for myself, being better at communication is such a route to happiness in a relationship. And I think so often you can think that you have communicated something to your other half and you haven't. It's just all in your head. And saying it clearly and not being afraid to say it and and hopefully knowing you will be supported with what you say is a massive part of relationships. And I do think lockdown definitely did create more of those kind of opportunities certainly for me I know that has lockdown been good for your relationship 53% of you said yes lockdown has been good for your relationship 47% of you said no it has not been good for your relationships relationship Ed said I went into lockdown with my partner Johnny over a year and it actually improved our relationship I would say so There's an intimacy which comes from hunkering down and just, I don't know, it's just you two for a while. You get to do really mundane things like go for walks, eat shared meals and just talk or watch bad TV together. So all in all, it was definitely a nice thing for our relationship, um, which was good. Intimacy from doing mundane things. I think that's probably the bit I liked most, Ed, about my lockdown is 
if does anyone remember that period in the UK when we all just watched normal people? God, it was great. I think what was interesting about that time was for relationships or for friendships or family relationships is I think we all try and do too much. And actually by doing less allowed the time for intimacy and connection in a way that I haven't experienced before. And a beautiful thing, actually. We ask, are you nervous about dating post-lockdown? 43% of you said, yes, you are nervous about dating post-lockdown. 57% of you said, no, you are not nervous about dating post-lockdown. Kate is nervous to date post-lockdown. Let's hear from her. So I find the idea of dating quite scary anyway with having social anxiety and with a disorder like that you have to constantly be challenging it but because of covid i've been in shielding and only interacting with my family and a couple of people who live next door so i haven't had that time to be challenging it by talking to people and interacting with people who I don't know. So the idea of going out and then dating someone is really scary. Um, Because I've been in shielding, because I've got a primary immune deficiency, the thought of meeting people that I don't know and that I could pick up a virus or a bacteria makes me quite nervous. Well, these are scary times, aren't they, Kate? And I think, thank you so much for that message. Social anxiety is a real thing. I know lots of people who suffer from it. What sounds great is that you sound so much like you know yourself and you know what you need to do. And I think that's really interesting about how needing to challenge social anxiety. I didn't actually know that. So thank you for that. It's really tricky, isn't it? Because like you say, you had no choice but to not challenge it. And then that has ramifications. I hope that it is okay when you do start getting back out there. And I hope that you are able to ease yourself in in a way that feels comfortable at the right speed for you because you sound absolutely lovely Kate I cannot imagine what a lucky duck it would be to get to go on a date with you whoever that fortunate person is David is also rather nervous about it saying dating post lockdown is strangely nerve-wracking to me a year ago if you'd have asked me this question my first answer would be have been something like throw me in the nearest club I need close human interaction But two lockdowns later, the uncertainty of everything has made me quite anxious. I love a bit of spontaneity on a date and the restrictions and need to book everywhere has stopped that a bit. Everything just feels more fixed and it's so hard to relax. It is interesting, isn't it? Like I think that it's about stimulus and I think it's quite stimulus heavy um, coming out of lockdown and into crowds. Like when I went to Australia from an England that was in full lockdown into an Australia which was not in lockdown at all, I found it quite overstimulating going into like a nightclub because obviously I took myself straight there because I'm a saddo uh, because I was like, oh, let's go do all the things you can't do in England or the UK in general. And I thought it was really interesting that it is quite overstimulating. And like you say, I think that you aren't allowed to be spontaneous and all that stuff you're talking about on it when you're dating and actually 
spontaneous stuff always makes for the best dates so it's yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing and thank you very much david for that and thank you to you all for writing and letting us know do you know what i absolutely adore about hearing from you all about that is that it sounds like lockdown has had many strange tendrils that have reached into all areas of your dating life and i think a lot of them sound like they've been really hard but the results of them have been sometimes surprisingly good and some of them have been hard but will lead to better things at a later stage and I think my favourite favourite thing to hear was that it allowed some of you to do things and experiment in yourself like the listener who wrote in anonymously about experimenting with their non-binary self a bit of time that would never have existed without lockdown to find out who you are and live with that in this lovely, protected and loved way that you wrote about feeling loved during it. And I think that's just so magic. And to see all the funny little effects of lockdown that I would never have considered um, is really beautiful. And I want to hear more from all of you Please keep us posted on all of your dating as you come out of lockdown and what's been good and what's been great and what's been surprising and what hasn't been great. We'd love to hear about it all. And I'd love to hear from all of you about what else you want us to talk about on Topic of the Week. So get in touch. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com at homosapiens on Instagram. Send us your suggestions. We simply do as we're told, making sure we cover the topics. Now it's time for Culture Club. Now, books, what have you been reading? So, Joan's Wild Soul is loving The Enchanted Life by Sharon Blackie. Greg Cubis is reading Straight Jacket by Matthew Todd. Brilliant book. Matthew was one of our first ever interview guests, so please go and listen to Matthew's episode by Matthew's book. Miss Magoo 97 is reading Freshwater by Akwaki Emezi. I hope I've said that right. And Cindy is reading The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. As we know, love that book. Matthew has been reading... Albert Entwistle by Matt Cain. My friend Matt Cain. Oh, that book's meant to be brilliant. What have you been cooking? Practice with Jen has been cooking rice dumplings. Yum! Ace of Words is having orzo with broccoli, garlic, onion and parmesan. Oh my God. You know, so do you know what orzo is? I didn't know this. Orzo is like giant rice-shaped pasta. I would love the recipe. Would you mind, Ace of Words, would you send us the recipe for that? Because that sounds so simple and delicious. Nicole Knox is eating buffalo chicken soup. Now, what's buffalo chicken soup? Is it like buffalo wings? That's the only other buffalo chicken. Is it a flavour? I love any kind of chicken soup, to be quite honest. It's just so soothing. If ever I feel ill, a chicken soup, just good for the soul. Bianca Martin is eating vegan energy balls. Now, I have been eating lots of vegan things. The meatballs from M&S Plant Range. Hallelujah. They are so delicious. And they do like a Kiev, like an almost like a kind of chicken Kiev as well, which is really good. Oh, Bianca says she's eating these vegan energy balls because she's going on a trek to Labriski. Where is Labriski? I ask you. Cindy's been having olive oil marinated watermelon with halloumi and mint leaves hang on a sec sorry what are you saying olive oil marinated watermelon with halloumi olive oil on watermelon watermelon with halloumi and mint leaves i get now that is yummy very greek no 
Sammy says nothing. I just put butter on sourdough and eat till I pass out. Sammy, I can see myself doing that. TV and film. James is watching Time. Now, Time is that show with Sean Bean. Everyone's been raving about it. Need to watch. Greg, Beth and Joma are watching Loki. Loki, who has now been identified as being bisexual. Did you see that in the papers? Um, Lots of people watching Shit's Creek, of course. Dear Oridensi is watching Naked Attraction. How much do you love Naked Attraction? It is the most bonkers, bonkers show I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God, and Luca's been watching Footballers' Wives. Luca, I love that. What's it like watching Footballers' Wives this many years on? Sconnell has been watching Breaking Fast, which is a nice little movie about the interface between queerness and Islam. Interesting. Baldrick is bald, says Generation on HBO. It's the queer skins we never knew we needed. Brilliant and funny. Ooh, love it. Anthony and Camberwell has written in to say to fit in with your crow encounter this week i thought i'd recommend a film i saw recently called the white crow which is a drama about the defection of lgbt icon and trailblazer rudolf nuriev oh the ballerina no apparently calling someone a white crow in russia is like calling someone a black sheep Hmm. that's very interesting i did not know there was a drama about nuriev i'm going to definitely watch that Now, music. Lena's been listening to Stronger by Britney Spears because, hashtag free Britney, big developments on that court case this week. Did you see? Ron Cools and Sconnell are listening to Jesse Ware. Of course they are. Folky and Danny are both listening to Ezra Furnham. Hmm, who's that? Beth's been listening to Golden by Harry Styles. And here comes the sun by the Beatles. Almost cousins, those two songs. There's a sort of Beatlesy warmth to Harry Styles' music, isn't there? And, oh, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, you've been listening to. Love that song. Did you hear Ed Sheeran's new song? Sounded quite weekendy, I thought, like The Weeknd. Mabel's got a new song out, which Matthew's been listening to. I love Mabel. Proper pop star. Goodness me, you've given me my fill of cultural highlights to get involved with. Thank you so much, but please keep them coming. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com or we do a little poll on Instagram and then you guys send in all your lovely recommendations. Now, that draws this wonderful, beautiful episode of Homo Sapiens to a close. All I have time to tell you is that we've got the wonderful Carson Tula on the show next week. Now, Carson's story is amazing. He came to my attention because he's a disability rights activist. He's a gay man. But he is also a life coach because what he does is draws on his own experiences, which are he was a gay man, raised as a Mormon, ended up getting into this terrible accident that left him paralysed from the waist down. And from just around the time he realised he was gay and his stories of how to navigate the gay dating scene, things like Grinder, as a queer disabled man are fascinating. The insight into sex and intimacy and his honesty around what that means to be disabled and to come up against a lot of ableism, which is, you know, the bias towards able-bodied people, all of that set against dating and sex. He is so honest, but he's so refreshing to listen to. I just adore him. I know that you are going to too. So I'm so excited for you to hear that interview. So it's me, Alan and Carson having a right old yarn. That's next week. So please make sure you tune in. And in the meantime, I want to hear from you. So it's hello at homosapienspodcast.com on email. It's at homosapiens on Instagram. It's at homosapienspodcast on Facebook. 
and please do vote for us. Go to www.britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. I'm going to go and have my delicious frozen ready meal curry now. I'll let you all know how it goes. Well, none of the gory details, but um, I'll let you know how delicious it was for anyone interested. All right, listeners, ta for now, as my granddad used to say. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.